fashions the clay according to its potential, not its flaws. According to its potentials, not its flaws. Jeremiah 29.11, many of you love this verse, but it often reminds me it was written to people who were in slavery, Babylonian captivity, and it says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and what? A future. So think about that. God molds you. And another point here, number four under, uh, under n- number two, is God molds the clay for what's best for the clay. And for those of you who are parents, you know that's true with your kids. You see their potential. You see where they're, they're at. And any teenagers or college students, it's just a word of advice. When your parents challenge you and encourage you, it's not because they think less of you. It's because they see your potential. And they're trying to shape and mold your life so that you reach your God-given potential. And all the parents said, Amen. So God can turn your mess up into a miracle. He knows how to take marred clay and turn it into miracle clay. If you feel messed up, don't give up, but give your clay to the potter and watch him show up. All right, final point. At the potter's house, I observed an unlimited potential. I envisioned the clay's potential in the potter's determined hands. Look at the verse here. It says, cannot not do with you as this potter says. Oh Lord, look, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hands. So what kind of potential are you talking about, Pastor Timothy? What potential? Well, first of all, the starting point, there's potential, unlimited potential for new life. The Bible says if any woman, any man is in Christ, what happens? They're a brand new creation. The old life is gone and the new life has come. This past Saturday, we had opportunity to see several people pray to receive Christ. And one lady was so precious. She was weeping. And this particular lady was a rededication. And, uh, you know, Randy Shepherd was there. And we're like, what did you just do? And she said, you know, I've recommitted my life to Christ. And I was like, tell us what's going on. She's like, I just so much struggle with sin. And I'm like, you know, we all have a, a struggle. And that's why Jesus is there to help us. And your old life is there, but that scripture when it says the old life is gone, in the original Greek it, Greek, it says it's fading away. So it's got to continue to fade away. And when it says the new life has come, it's coming in. So it's got to be renewed day by day. So think about that. How many of you have heard of Neon Dion Sanders? See, all the men knew. This is Father's Day. Got to give some uh, good men illustrations. So Dion Sanders has set so many records, you know, 14 MVP-type seasons. Um, He's scored a touchdown and also hit a home run in Major League Baseball in the same week. As far as I know, no one else has done that. Um, He's been in a World Series and also played in a Super Bowl in the same year. I mean, he's set so many records. But if you knew his backstory, you would see Clay that didn't have a lot of potential. His first... His, his father, his grew, father that grew up, died at the age of 50. Dion grew up in Fort Myers, Florida. And his dad was, uh, his name was Mr. Mim Sanders. And uh, he was a, a trash-talking guy. And he was, you know, involved in drugs and alcohol and all that. And he died really young. But Dion, he learned his primetime personality from his real dad. And then his mother got remarried to a guy, and this guy's name was Willie Knight. And Willie Knight was a hard worker. 
he worked a factory job, but he was a drunk. And Dion looked at his, both his father examples and said, you know what? I'm going to not look at the negative in each of my fathers. I'm going to try to get the positive. So from his real dad, he got the Showtime personality that later you saw Neon Dion. And from his stepdad, he got the hard work ethic. So this blew me away. At six years old, Dion Sanders looked at his mom. She worked at a hospital changing bedpans and uh, you know cleaning up messes. At six years old, this is just a year older, a year and a half older than Kira, my daughter. He looked at his mom and said, one day I'm going to be rich and you're not going to change bedpans anymore because I'm going to go pro. At six years old, Deion Sanders had a vision that he was going to go pro. And because of that, he said he didn't drink, he didn't do drugs, he stayed away from the street gangs. Because one day from six years old, he caught a vision of his life that one day he was going to do what? He was going to go pro because he caught a vision of what his life could be. And I truly believe as clay, God has a final pot, a final shape, a final use for us. And we don't always know what it is, but if we will ask God, it says in Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things which you don't know. I think the best thing we can do, whether you're 80 or whether you're 16, is to get a vision for your life. I truly believe this. One Wednesday night we were talking about, you know, with teenagers. And I said, the reason why teenagers go astray is not because of peer pressure. It's not because there's so much influence. It's because they don't have a vision. Whenever you have a vision, just like Dion did, he went after it with reckless abandonment. And let me tell you something about the Heavenly Father. He's got wonderful plans for all of us. And even though there's a, a problem that we're marred, he looks at us and he sees potential. Because Jesus Christ did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Amen. If anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Let me give you a quick verse and a quick story and we're, we're finished. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, if you'll take this down in your notes, it says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Think about that. We're holding the Holy Spirit. We're holding the gospel. We're holding God's presence in these jars of clay. And he knows how fragile and how feeble we are. D.L. Moody, many of you are familiar with him, the great evangelist. He made a colossal mistake. On October 8, 1871, he preached to his largest audience in Chicago. And he was so passionate and so the audience was so big he kept preaching and proclaiming you know this is jesus who is called the christ what will you do with him was his text what are you going to do with jesus who's called the christ and he got so tired he did something he had never done before and never did afterward he told everyone to go home and think about the message for a week and then come back the following week and then they would have a decision to make for christ and according to what happened it, it really broke his heart as they, they sang the final hymn, a fire broke out in Chicago and destroyed so many homes. Over 100,000 people were without homes. Hundreds of lives were lost in the fire. And many of them were part of that church meeting that D.L. Moody gave. A few months later, he stood before his congregation and said, I would give my right arm back if I could allow people to make a decision for Christ now and not wait. Because today's the day. So with Father's Day in mind, 
I want us to think about this as we wrap things up. God is the potter and you are the clay. And he has a wonderful plan for your life today. And if you will just put your, your clay in his hands, no matter how marred it is, no matter how great it is, no matter what, he can sculpt a beautiful design that would literally blow your mind. If you will give your life to him today completely, you'll be amazed at what will happen tomorrow. Amen. So, there's a few responses I want to give to you guys as we, as we close it out. The first response is some of you need to give your clay to the potter. You know, you, you, you are the clay, but until you give your clay to the potter, he can't shape and mold you. So this is, this is the prayer of salvation. Some of you have never prayed to receive Christ, and the Bible says you have to make that decision. It's like getting married. No one is born married. You have to make a decision and say, I do. And at some point, all of us have to say, I will to Jesus Christ. The second decision, some of you who are Christians... You need to surrender your clay. You, you, you're, you're a Christian, but you haven't experienced complete surrender. And Jesus is asking you today, surrender your clay. You don't know what I'm going to do with your life if you'll just surrender it. And finally, use my clay. Some of you, as I mentioned, the clay in biblical times would sit on the shelf for one, sometimes two, sometimes three years before it would be ready to be used by the potter. And some of you have been sitting on the shelf for, for several years and God's saying, listen... As long as you have breath, I have a purpose for you. I want to use your clay for something beautiful. To perform a vessel that when the world sees it, they see something that the Master has crafted together. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, this special Father's Day. And we've had a lot of fun with Play-Doh and fun videos. But God, the serious note is this, that we, we realize that we need you to shape and mold us, God. We realize we need you to do something extraordinary in our lives. Father, right now, I pray that just in this moment of serenity, that our pew would be our place just to connect with you. Our seat would be our sanctuary. With no one looking around, would anyone say, Pastor Timothy, I've never given my clay to the potter. The world has shaped me. Other people have shaped me. Today, I want to give God the opportunity to shape and mold me from this point on. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. That's you. Raise your hand. No one looking around. I want to pray for you. The Bible says if you'll believe in Jesus, ask forgiveness of sins, he will make you a brand new person. The second question, how many would say, Timothy, you know, I felt like my clay's been marred, even as a story you gave as an 18-year-old young man. There's times in my life where I feel broken. It could be depression, anxiety, anger. There's just things that creep up that keep me from God's potential in my life. And I want God to shape and mold those areas in my life. That's you. Raise your hand. I'm raising my hand with you. Father, you see the hands shape and mold us. And finally, and this is just no one raising their hands, but if you need to get back into the potter's house, if you need to be used again for service for the potter, God's extremely gifted each and every one of you. For those of you who are believers, you have at least one spiritual gift. To say something like this, God... I pray that you would use me again for whatever purposes you have. I've had enough time on the shelf, and now I'm ready to get back on the potter's wheel. And I pray that you would take my life, shape, and mold it for what it needs to be. Father, we love you. And Father, if anyone's here today that needs to receive Christ or listening online, help them in prayer of faith to reach out to you and say, God, I give you my clay. 
forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, that He was buried and He rose again. And I'm willing to give my life entirely to Him to make Him my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. If you guys will stand for the closing hymn, I'll be at the front if you guys have any prayer requests. If you would like to join the church, you can also come down. I'll give you information about that. Let us sing together. Can you hear me? Thank you for being here today. It's been a wonderful day of worship. Cheryl, thank you so much for being with us. We enjoyed having you and a demonstration of your skill. It uh, it shows us just what God can do. From where we were sitting over here, we really couldn't see what you were making, but I think we saw you start over a few times, and I know from my life that's been uh, true. I've had to start over a few times. So uh, may we all be clay in our Father's hands. I also had a a little poem that I found that I thought I would read for you uh, as we prepare to close today. It's what makes a dad. God took the strength of a mountain, the majesty of a tree, the warmth of a summer sun, the calm of the quiet sea, the generous soul of nature, the comforting arm of might, the wisdom of the ages, the power of the eagle's flight, the joy of a morning in spring, the faith of a mustard seed, the patience of eternity, the depth of a family need. Then God combined these qualities when there was nothing more to add. He knew his masterpiece was complete, and so he called it Dad. <laughs>